everyone. Welcome to For Geek's Sake. My name is Al Sterling in the studio today with producer Emily. Hey, everybody. <laughs> uh, we had we had ourselves one heck of a show uh, trying to get started here today. We, we had a thing. Uh, we'll do that in a second, but first I want to finish introducing. We have our new co-host still uh, still brand new. Hello. The novelty hasn't worn off yet. Not yet. we got another episode or two before that happens. <laughs> So uh, we have Liz in here to do that. Uh, and then we also have, uh, hanging out with us today, Rachel from the Air Guitar. What's the official the U.S. Air Guitar Championships? Yeah, I mean, we're doing the Orlando Air Guitar Qualifier. Okay. From the Orlando Air Guitar Qualifier coming up this June 10th, we have Rachel in the studio with today. We also have, you'll see her name is Elizabeth walking around. We're gonna, if you're on our YouTube channel, you're probably going to see all sorts of fun stuff happening. Um, but uh, uh, we had, we were supposed to have Rachel on. I'm sorry, we were supposed to have uh, Katrina and Marty on from, um, from Comic-Con, our cosplayer folks. Uh, scheduling, blah, 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 a bunch of stuff didn't work out. Uh, and the air guitar folks had reached out to us, and we were very excited. So we're like, hey, we come on. Just, um, just shows you how uh, how uh, unpredictable podcasting is, ladies that is, and gentlemen. That nobody ever talks about the nobody ever talks about the treachery of podcasting. No, the 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 the, the sexy underground yeah, stuff. Yeah, the makes romance it worth it. and the and the drama. <laughs> the dra- yeah, all that stuff. So Rachel gracefully great, great, uh, gracefully agreed to come on with very little notice, but she brought with her baby Cairo. So if you're <laughs> checking did. out our YouTube channel and you see a little uh, baby running around, despite him being brown, he's not mine. <laughs> um, but that that's baby Cairo. And uh, her name is Elizabeth is also in there uh, performing babysitting detail because she didn't know any better. <laughs> and uh, Elijah actually was also our technical director, also out today. Uh, and so Travis uh, of uh, our local, our, our, our what do we senior rocket scientist, senior rocket science board correspondent, whatever. He was, we have uh, him going on there. And then Dan was sick, and so Emily was saying we just we everyone just, boo Dan. Everyone. Ooh. Ooh. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Actually, we're really – Dan still put together all of the show notes, though. So we're still got oh, – we got well. mad love for that stuff. <laughs> so anyway, so we got a uh, – it's okay, though. We're – dude, we're rocking. We had no problems today. We got this all taken care of. Cairo, by the way, look, like I know I have my own kids, but your kid <laughs> might be cuter than my kids. Uh, let's go ahead and get started here. This Week in Geek, first up, we have uh, – Google has uh, AI'd its own AI. And I'm going to let our co-genius co-host. Oh, my God. Okay, so if you've listened to any episodes where I've been on as a guest before, uh, you know that I am just so against any of this kind of technology because did anyone watch iRobot? Did anyone watch it? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. are you not welcoming a robot? Overlords? I am not welcoming a robot overlords, and okay. I have firmly stood by this from day one. I'm going to pause you real quick to be clear that we at For Geek's Sake officially support our robot overlords. And are not trying to fight against them. Oh, I welcome the robot overlords. We welcome the robot For overlords. For sure. You bring that shit on yourself. <laughs> don't don't bring me down with you. Anyway, so what's going on here is that uh, they created an AI which it, it had you know it 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 has many layers and each layer of this AI was very time-consuming for a human to create, so they actually programmed the AI to create its own layers of its AI, and it is now far surpassed anything that the humans could have created. I'm sorry. Can we back up for a second? Yeah. The AI now has a child. Yes. The AI gave birth. Yes. Does it have a child or is it creating more it's like, it's of like, itself? It's like creating more of itself. It's like an extension of itself. Oh, okay, so it's just creeping into all other factors of life. Okay. Yeah, it's producing it's producing layers of its own artificial intelligence faster than humans could ever do that and it has far surpassed anything that her, humans could create with it and, and it's and now we're all going to die. Okay. So kind of like that show First 100. Have you guys seen that? I have not. No, what's the the 100 or the 
The first 100. I think it's called the 100. Yeah, actually. that's the one they But jump. it is the first 100 because it's like the first 100 people back on Earth after like oh, after the right, right, right. explosion. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I watch everything Netflix, so. Nice. <laughs> uh, that's you're in, you're in good company actually. Yeah, that works out. That works out. I uh, listen. I know this seems scary, but let me let me just put this out there. Would robot overlords really be so bad? No. Let's no. Just. Before you get all judgy, I'm not getting judgy. I would like I would like to give about... producer Emily a chance to explain. So my favorite part about reading about Google's AI making its own AI is that Google has somehow said that they are going to gently uh, teach it or program it to not turn off its own kill switch, right? Because oh. that's the whole thing with with <laughs> Skynet. <laughs> Is that Skynet basically became like this this humanized AI, super smart, way above anything that we could ever fathom. Uh, and but Google has said that when this becomes a full production, live automaton sort of thing, that uh, they will have programmed it and it will learn to not turn off its own kill switch. Uh, which fills me with a whole lot of comfort, actually. But if so, it's programming itself faster than we can, how do we know that it hasn't already turned off the kill switch? We're not safe. Everyone go home. No, 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 no. I want to remind people of the AI that was put on Twitter. Did you guys hear about this one? Yeah. We talked about mm-hmm. it on the show. Mm-hmm. It became a Nazi. Yes. And... That, exactly. I was on the show for that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is where it started. This no. Is... No. Oh, here's, here's my point. I'm going to take a look at the current government of the world and our current state of affairs and ask myself, <laughs> would robots running things really be so bad? We here at For Geek's Sake do not talk about deep political issues on the show. We're not talking about political <laughs> issues. We don't have to get all specific here. I'm just talking about in general. It's not terribly surprising that we would have, you know, robots doing a better job. I can't argue with that one. Yeah. With that one. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Uh, so Google, way to go. Let's go ahead and take a look at our, at our next story, and hopefully this one won't read to apocalypse. Oh. Um, <laughs> this. Oh God. <laughs> them. Them. Mm, okay. Okay. So. Al, you want to go ahead and take this one? Um, you want to start off? Yeah. Uh, has. Let me. I just wanted to ask Rick before we get started. Hey, Rachel, just question. Has Cy- uh, Has Cairo heard uh, a whole lot of swear words in his in his nine months of life? Okay, so this won't be his first F-bomb, right? It won't. Okay, so let's go ahead and talk about this real quick. Um, (laughs) So the Far Cry 5 uh, has has had a petition officially lodged against it uh, from a group called uh, Gamers United. And uh, their whole thing is saying that um, they're against the premise of it. And if uh, they don't stop it, they're going to ban it. And they're going to ruin it. And why are they against the premise of it, Al? Because the premise of the game is uh, that a bunch of uh, basic white terrorists, it's basically what you got here, uh, white Christian terrorists are destroying things and killing people and doing all bunch of bad. The bad, they're the bad guys, uh, and you're fighting against a bunch of white Christian terrorists, a male specifically, white male Christian terrorists, and um, the creators of the game think that that's unfair and uh, would like them to. These are the suggestions they made, and this is true. Either. Um, change up the race on the uh, bad guys, put in some blacks and Mexicans. They're, that's not a quote. The blacks and Mexicans. Yeah, this is the direct quote. The blacks and Mexicans, so that to, in order to more accurately represent the, the, the group. Or, and this was another legitimate one, uh, adjust the story a little bit so that they're not terrorists. They're people, they're fighting against a, an oppressive government. They're patriots. Patriots 
fighting against an oppressive government. I also I also like that they said that uh, why didn't they include a more realistic villain because you know Islam is on the rise or there's lots of inner city crime rising in America nowadays. Right. <laughs> These are all direct quotes. Uh, we, I wish I really wish we were making this up. Uh, I don't think that Ubisoft is terribly likely to make any drastic changes to Far Cry 5. Probably not. I don't even think this is on their radar at no. all. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it's up in the break room and they're laughing their ass off at it. <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm coming back to uh, there was a, a, a Call of Duty had a, a Call of Duty four had a the very opening scene was a scene that was called uh, the, the this this very famous scene was called No Russian and these Russian terrorists are walking through an airport you play one of the Russian terrorists walking through the airport and you're shooting in the airport and you're murdering civilians as you walk through the airport um, that that's problematic that's a little tough. Uh, there's lots of games where you go through and shoot brown people indiscriminately. Just You just mow down brown people in random either South American or Middle Eastern places, depending upon where you're at. Um, so I'm, I'm feeling like they're going to be okay here. Yeah, I mean, if they're already making the games that focus on other races, it, it seems like it should just be a non-issue. It should just be a non-issue that it's just, it's just our turn. Like we all have the same bad apples in every right. race, you know. There's, we're allowed to we're allowed to do this here. I got and I'd say the one um the and the one of the part in here the reason the way really caught my eye and what really just made it to be on the show was that they cited how their how how white men are uh, picked on a whole lot and they cited Gamergate as an example of it. And I don't know if you dear listeners are familiar with Wait. our stance on Gamergate. Uh, but our official stance on on Gamergate is they can go fuck themselves. And uh, why do you always get the one f bomb? We don't. When it comes to Gamergate, you, you, I do. Uh, and if you happen to be in support of Gamergate and the way that it's treated uh, anybody who has opposed it in any way, shape, or form, I, I would like you to stop listening to my show. So. Uh, wow. Yeah, there's not a whole lot. This is literally the only issue that you're gonna get me this hot on in the realm of geek culture. Um, <laughs> that's no. Righteous anger. Righteous anger. Oh, Take it out. If you really want to hear my full thoughts, I suggest going back to our archives and finding the episode titled 11 F-Bombs. 11 F-Bombs. 11 F-Bombs. That was the one where we talked at great length about uh, pieces of it. And then actually, one of our very first episodes that went live was uh, uh, Gamers, Gates, and Tim's Honest Tips, where we had Tim Russell on the show, and he and his Honest Tips told us all about Gamergate and what was going on and surface stuff. So you can go back and check out both of those episodes in the archives. Uh, 11 F-Bombs, don't listen to with children in the room. We should, we, should, we should move on. We should move <laughs> on. Uh, anyway, uh, up next, Moon Rocks. The moon. The moon. Emily, you want to talk? You want to do this one? Yeah. So China uh, sent its probe to the moon uh, in 2013. And because China and the United States have such a great relationship. They are, we are besties. <laughs> we like the relationship with your banker, you mean. Right, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's... With our loan shark. Um, so... It's a shame if something happened to you. <laughs> so, um, so China went to the moon, and we are in the Western Hemisphere just now getting these, these incredible pictures of the moon's surface. They actually found a new type of moon rock wow. while they were up there. They uh, landed their their probe in the area where they think that water actually ran through the moon, which would be incredible if they could prove it because, you know, water and life and all that. So right, we, we do kind of need water. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's incredible. Take some time. Look at the pictures. They are they're they're beautiful. And just the vastness of space. 
It it is, and I I'm really kind of excited for New Moon Rock. I think that's. Did did they bring back any Moon Rock? Like do we? Uh, no, do we get... it was it was a one way. Is it is it that whole like leave only footprints, take only pictures, leave no, only no, no. We rover took, prints? We took a whole bunch of things when we had over there earlier, uh, well, but it was a one way. America. Right. Okay. That's, not, that's not how we do. And they are the third nation in human history to have landed on the moon. Uh, the U.S., Russia, and oh, China. I forgot about Russia. I should have remembered Russia. Yeah. They I were... like how you said human history. Human history. Because we don't human know what history, else is in there. Yeah. Uh, all I'm saying is that it's very egotistical to think that we're the only people out there. Little known fact, kangaroos maintained a presence on the moon uh, back in the 1940s. Listen, what? Yeah. Seriously, 1940s, they were kangaroos. They launched themselves to the moon. <laughs> And they were there. They beat the heat. They be actually. They actually. Little. This is what kicked off the space race. People think it was the atomic bomb. It wasn't. It was the kangaroos uh, who got themselves. So that's why she had to mention the human piece because marsupials were there like twenty something years before us. Ladies and gentlemen, listening at home, this is what happens when Al tries to be funny. Well, I, no, actually, what made it worse? I, I really hope that the camera caught your face because for a minute. And the reason I kept going. Shit, I forgot we're on camera, and that you saw that there was a moment of belief in that. Yeah, she's like, there oh were kangaroos God, really? on the. <laughs> Yeah, it's the lunar kangaroo market. Uh, <laughs> lunar kangaroos, man, that's that's what did it. That's where it's at. Yeah. How uh, many moon rocks do you think they can fit in their tiny little pouches? Uh, Nineteen. Uh... Um, I mean, about, I mean, assuming an average size. I mean, they did the science. The kangaroos didn't just go there and hang out. They had a plan. Fun fact. Remind I... me later to tell you the story about a friend of mine who uh, did his ancestry.com and had me convinced that he was three percent Neanderthal. Fantastic. Nice. nice. I was gonna say fun fact. Um, my brother and his best friend years ago like wrote this entire fan story thing about where the dinosaurs all went mm -hmm. um and it definitely involved space and... they took off they got out <laughs> yeah, of here they were like, i love it i love it <laughs> i love it incredible yeah let's get that up there too i want i want to that's nice. all right let's let, let, let's keep moving on here what else have we got <clears throat> Uh, oh, they showed up to, uh, um, uh, a trailer for the new Castlevania. The, we, we talked about this a little bit before. The Castlevania was getting its own series. I thought it was live action. Turns out it was wrong. It's, it's animated. A, it's a tune. It is a tune. It is in a, a very, very uh, uh, anime style. Uh, and I'm pretty down. Here's the thing. If you watch the trailer, the very first thing the trailer shows you is an original Nintendo Entertainment System. Which made me so incredibly happy. I mean, he even picks up the cartridge and goes... <sighs> yeah. So good. Yeah. Yeah, the trailer is incredible even if you don't know anything about the game or about the premise or anything that trailer is is worth the minute and 15 seconds it takes to watch it well, it's and, great and and it's and it's fantastic too and I'm, I'm really excited i'm completely fine with it being animated i just wasn't prepared for that uh because otherwise you'd have to it's gonna be really weird to show them live action whipping people to get them to tell them <laughs> so you do in the game you'd hit the button and they would whip and they would because there's only two buttons on a nintendo controller right so <laughs> You couldn't jump to get them to talk to you, so you had to whip them, which is which is true. This is true. Why my mom wouldn't let me play Castlevania? Because oh. she was, I was like, look, mom, whip. <laughs> she was you like, can no, go no. into town to buy supplies. No, whip. no. You can go. She's like, oh no, you're not. You're not whipping people for information. That's are we not... talking about uh, Far Cry again, or are we? <laughs> <laughs> Hi uh, yeah. So that's. But yeah, the trailer looks really good. I'm 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 down. I'm down. Did yeah. any, did anybody here did anybody else here play Castlevania? Did you guys play it? Yeah, I we had watched my mm -hmm. brother play it, but I did not personally no. play it. No, but did... I enjoyed watching him play it. Okay. I loved it because it was one of those just it was just a regular Nintendo 64. I mean, um, 
Original, NES yeah. game, like when it came over here, and all you could do was just move from one side of the screen to the other side of the screen, mm-hmm. and you like you whipped people in your way. And there was some jumping. There was some jumping, but for the most part, you're like battling Dracula and like whipping people at all this. But it's just do 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 do, like just <laughs> just like your character running across the screen as any good NES game. As was. any good NES was. Yeah, Contra. What up? <laughs> what up? Love it. I wouldn't be surprised if my husband played it. He's had every single. I really wanted to. I was really looking forward to. It. I was. I wasn't. I was. I wasn't allowed. I mean, my mother only <laughs> let me play Pac-Man. So. Oh, I'm sorry. She said if you can't play it with a joystick, and I was already like my teens at that point. So. I want to. <laughs> I want to call out some designers now to do a, a remake of the original Castlevania where you tickle people for information. <laughs> <laughs> People would buy that, that's, actually. Yeah, that's a whole different subset of games. Speaking actually, of Netflix, at this point, at this and... point, whipping people for information, yeah. also a whole different yeah. subset of... They actually, would sell but... it as an adult game. Too. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think <laughs> Cinemax will have it for you. Are you available between 12 and 2 a.m.? Not that I would know. Moving on. <laughs> please, please. I didn't give, I didn't give Travis warning. That was my fault. Uh, a Justice League update. Ooh. Yeah. Joss Whedon, you dirty dog. You. The plot gets thicker. That's, a, that's where they say that, right? It's the plot. Thickens. Thickers. <laughs> Thickers? The plot thickers. The plot gets kangaroos on the moon. That's lunar <laughs> lunaroos. 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 I think I had that snack once. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> here's here's the short version. Uh it turned we, we we broke the news to you last week uh that uh Joss Whedon was going to be taking over after the um tragic loss of the Snyder family, uh his daughter committing suicide mm. back in March. Um and that and again you know, we we have had some harsh things to say about Snyder, and we don't take those things back. Take those things back, but you know, respect. You know, we're not trying to. We ain't trying to do that. That's not. That's not something I would wish on my worst enemy. So, um, respect there. But uh, looking from a purely dork Justice League cinematic nerd stuff, um, turns out our boy Joss has been in the mix for a minute here. What up? So he was brought. Who was he? He was. He was. He's, he's been brought in, and he's been around for a little while on it. Uh, and and so it was not at all surprising for folks that were paying attention that he was gonna kind of take over the reins, and it kind of makes me wonder if 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 that was going to happen regardless. Yeah, it, like it, it it makes me yeah. stop and think like what was the purpose of having him come in in the first place? Because I mean I mean I wouldn't call Whedon and Snyder enemies, but they had some creative differences. Well, that's because Snyder wasn't very good at his job, and Joss oh. Whedon is. Very good at his job. Right. So I'm just, you know, it's just, I mean, it's like, a possibility. You know, creative differences. If we were going to, yeah, if we wanted to identify what goes on. But, but that, I mean, I find that very interesting. Like, well, I want to know, I want to know more. It's like, this is now my favorite soap opera. It's like, why was Whedon brought in in the first place? What was he doing there? Why, right. like, if Snyder was going to leave anyway, what was the original purpose of him leaving? Well, apparently, according to the uh, research that I did before I got here, good about, job. About 30 minutes before I came into good the studio. Job. Uh, no, it, it said that uh, Snyder actually that he had to like really lay it on thick for Joss to actually take over the, the script for him because mm. originally Whedon was brought in to do some like photography and cinematography and the camera work and stuff. Uh, and it was never supposedly, supposedly, it was never his intention to actually take the movie from. Snyder. See now, and and so he has been brought on. We know that everything post production has been weeded. So that's going to include things like all of the reshoots, which you've which we've heard bits and pieces about coming through, the editing, the a lot of that kind of stuff. Which I mean, really enough to completely change the story. 
Um, I mean, I, I've theorized for a while now. I mentioned on the show too. I'm pretty sure the reshoots, the post production stuff, is where is where Suicide Squad died. Yeah. Um, but here's my other theory. Uh, we've seen amazing reviews coming out for Wonder Woman. We see that people are really excited about it. Which, by the way, we're co- we're co- recovering next week for those of you who are interested. Forrest will be on, uh, and we'll be talking through the new Wonder Woman movie. Um, but I'm wondering if uh, part of the theory that we remember we shared from Forrest last time that that Warner Brothers was kind of sexist and just left the female-driven thing with the female thing just kind of over there. But now I wonder if Joss Whedon was involved. Mm. I'm wondering if he had some kind of uh, something, even if it was just an, uh, just enough to uh, just enough for him to be one more person to Warner Brothers and said, hey, uh, leave it alone. So I don't want to take away from Patty Jenkins or Gal Gadot. I'm, if, the show, if the movie is great or terrible, I mean, the, a lot of the credit's going to belong to them either way. But I do wonder if Joss had something to do with it. Yeah. I mean, we know he wanted to do, I mean, way back, uh, I think, post-Buffy, he wanted to do a Wonder Woman movie. He tried to do a Wonder Woman movie way, way back early 2000s. I mean, and Lord knows if anybody's got the market for the strong female protagonist. Right. It's kind of... It, it's kind of Joss Whedon. Which is, I mean, only problematic in that it, it's a, still a dude. Um, yeah. But, you know, I mean, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful... I just my hope for the Justice League is now much much higher. My hope for Wonder Woman it continues to stay where it is. I'm really optimistic. Oh, please don't suck. Just please don't suck. <laughs> well, they already have one up on Suicide Squad because they don't have to introduce all 15 characters right. now. They've already established them and they're already established actors in their characters. So yeah. they already have one up there. All right. So that's gonna take us into our main topic. Uh, Cairo, you good, awesome. buddy? Cairo's Cairo is not. Um, He's a little distractible right now. He is. Uh, Cairo, you don't it's like it's like Cairo has no respect for the show that we're recording. <laughs> he doesn't. No. He, 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 um, just, he just has a lot to say. No, what bothers me here is Cairo and I talked about this earlier. We talked about this before the show, and he said he was gonna be cool. This is actually coming down to here's the thing. Um if you're hearing baby Cairo, I have to take some blame for it. Uh Cairo and I had a disagreement earlier and he's still a little upset with me about it. Um but to be fair, that juice I saw the juice bottle first. So, <laughs> he, he, I don't care if the snacks were in his diaper bag. I saw it first. And you called dibs. I did call dibs. It he doesn't matter that he can't talk. I don't care. No, call dibs, son. Care. Not my problem. He's All a right. pretty jealous baby, too, you know? Well, he always wants to take everything from everyone else. He's, he's like, oh, you're learn. eating some chips, Liz? I want some chips. So. Yeah, he's going to have to learn. He can have, he can have <laughs> all of my chips. If, if, anyone, if anyone listens very, very carefully at home, you can actually hear my ovaries screaming right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so tell us about Air Great. Guitar. Tell us about okay. – well, I was not aware before you guys hit us up on Twitter. Uh, we have a Twitter page, by the way, for the number four, Geeksake with two S's. I can do it. I can do it. I know. You can follow us at four, the number four. Geek sake, that's two S's. That was that was it. That was it. Yeah, I did it. I did it. <laughs> yeah, good job. Uh, it's actually it's fun too because it was we actually had it. Be, it was originally run by her name is Elizabeth, and now we have Liz um, doing it. They have the same first name. Anyway, so I wasn't aware that there was an air guitar championship. Uh, so at all? Us, like you didn't even know it existed at all? No, but I mean, if somebody asked me, did you know there's an air guitar championship? I'd say, I'm sure there is. Like. Why wouldn't there be? Why wouldn't there be? Exactly. That's awesome. So how did you get involved with uh, the Air Guitar Championships? 100% my husband. <laughs> um, because I actually didn't really know that it existed either. Yeah. Um, I was, um, you know, completely oblivious. I mean, Just everybody. an amateur air guitarist like the rest of us. Right, exactly. You know, yeah. you, you, you rock out, you know, in your living room or your I mean, wherever sure, you Your journey out. comes on. You got you to um, do what you got to do. You know, I had rock band nights with my brother, but, you know, we were still holding something. Right. Um, But 
my husband, um, stage name Hennessy Williams. Um, <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so he's so very in, proud of that. So in professional air guitaring, you have a stage name. You do. It's very much like you like have a roller stage derby. name. Not unlike roller derby. derby. I love it. A whole character, and you can go as in depth or not as in depth as you want. You know, okay. with it. Um, I always tell people that the best comparison is pro wrestling. Air guitar is to the music industry what WWE is to like the sports world. Okay. Because you, um, when if you, you know, like. If you look up videos of, you know, our big people in air guitar, uh, Nordic Thunder, people are really familiar with. Um, he wears nothing but a leather, like, soldier outfit, basically. I don't really know how to describe huh. it. But he's like a Norse god kind of idea. And, you know, like, nice. if you see, you know, the movie uh, 300 and, you know, like, those outfits they wore, which was just, like, kind of just leather they pulled on. Sure. That is his costume. Um, awesome. And, it is really awesome. He's really phenomenal. Awesome. And he's very passionate about air guitar. So um, he's he's very involved. He's friends with Sting. So the two of them what? will and like, market I'm it. sorry. Sting is in like Sting Sting? Like the, Sting Sting. Like the, the, police, music, the, the musician. Yep. Okay. And they have like, videos of them promoting it in Chicago. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. Of all the things that Sting could be involved in. Why not? Why not, man? Why not? He's got to live his life, you know? It's like, this is like. Sting has to live his life. This is like Jeff Goldblum got him a food truck in Sydney, Australia. And uh, Sting was like, you know what I'm down for? Air guitar. <laughs> hey, man. I love it. Exactly. So there's, I freaking love it. I'll have to, I'll send you the link. There's a link of them like air guitaring down the sidewalk in Chicago. That's that is, incredible. Pretty, okay. pretty awesome. So I want to know, I want to know what's, what is the scoring criteria? How do um, we, how do we judge air guitaring? Well, it's set up like a a standard kind of two round competition. Okay. Um, it uses kind of the Olympic scoring of a 4.0 to 6.0 scale. Um, you have a judging panel, usually three people, um, 4.0 to 6.0. They just kind of assign a score and it's based off of a couple of things. It's based off of, um, stage presence. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are you going up there and, and performing like you're treating it like a, a true performance? Sure. Um, you know, you're not just going up there, like, oh my gosh, I'm frozen on stage. Do, 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 do. Right. And and you're done. Um, they really want you to go up there and make it a performance. Right. He's not very Cairo's, happy right now. Cairo, Cairo's he, not he's impressed. He's like, I'm not, I'm not hyped right now. No. He's like Sting who? Um. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't care about Sting. <laughs> and then there is a technical aspect of it. Um, hey, you know what? Send baby Cairo over here. Let him come talk to me. Cairo, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna work out a beef. You keep going. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> like, uh, if you, if you submit music and you're playing guitar but the music that's playing is the bass part then you're going to get docked because you know you're supposed to be playing guitar not bass <laughs> right oh right. that's okay Cairo. so we have to be able to tell the difference between the bass section you, and the rest of the main section right. and okay you can't get up there and air drum or you know so no switching instruments <laughs> exactly what if i put down the guitar my i mean put down my <laughs> air guitar and i sit down on my air drums is that allowed or is it strictly not allowed okay it's, no it's so an air guitar it's literally air guitar competition so, so can it has i get to be straight if there's if there's the two board. guitar parts like a rhythm and the and the lead 
Like, can I get a second guy up there to cover the rhythm air guitar and I cover the lead air guitar? You know, that's interesting. Nobody's tried to do, like, a split personality where they, like, acted like both guitarists on stage. Okay. But, you know. Like, switch guitars? You, yeah, Al, did you hear that, Al? No one's trying what? to do a thing where they <laughs> or you could do split the, personality. The two guitars, the double guitars. The double You know neck? what I mean? Yeah. And then the double neck, so yeah. you switch back and forth. These the are all great ideas for yeah, when you are. compete on June yeah, 10th are. at Hourglass Brewery, Brewery at 6.30 p.m. Al. I'm, I'm not committed to. <laughs> you know what I'll do? I'll tell you what. If. If we get enough people that that that, that, that like the posts to if get them hear, to go. If you hear that at home, listeners, if you get on our Facebook for I'll Geek's Sake, our Twitter yeah, like, for the number like four it. Geek's Sake, that's two you S's. Get, if you can get 50 <laughs> people between Facebook and Twitter, uh, I'll do it. Between both? Yeah, 50? just combined. All right. But not Everyone a, but like it. You got, they need to be different people. No no going through double up. But between, <laughs> they only got to like it 50, one spot. 50 total people between both social people media platforms. Between both so, and I'll, what I'll, about Instagram? Because there's really still only six people following us. Uh, I'll, I'm sure whatever. If you, <laughs> 50 individual people. Okay. And my wife's permission. I have to get my wife's permission. I don't know if we're going to. I'm just going to just take the kids. Um, I'm watch daddy go to um, family friendly event. Yeah, this yeah. is an opportunity for your wife to watch you publicly humiliate yourself. She Listen, would totally be down. If there's one thing my wife is tired of me doing. It's publicly humiliating <laughs> I'm just saying that I've done my part already, so I've <laughs> I've liked go. it on both uh, only count, Facebook. It only counts as one. Listen. It only counts as one. You didn't say that. Uh, dibs. I did. I, I said did. specifically 50. <laughs> I called dibs. No double so liking. 50 individual the, people, no double the, liking. Here's the crucial piece I need to understand. Do we need to uh, actually be able to play? Like, do I have to? Because I can't actually play guitar. So is it going to be really awkward when I can't, when my keys aren't? Like I can pretend like I'm, you know, holding the different keys down on the frets and You'll things. You'll see a whole range. Um, we have people who do play guitar that uh-huh. under that really get that technical part. Yeah. And you know they they really are like, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. doing each note. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And we definitely have some very kind of purist air guitarists that are very focused on the technical aspect. They mm-hmm. really want to see you um look like you are playing. St- you know, can you strum and be playing? Sure, sure. Um, I can do that as long as nobody tries to think about whether or not if I was holding an actual guitar, it would make the same noises as what's coming through the speaker. Right. But That's... I have never seen that keep somebody from winning a qualifier, winning a semifinals. A oh, I'm not going it... to win. Like, there's not. <laughs> not with that attitude. <laughs> oh, you know, Rocky montage for me to practice? <gasps> like, oh, when man. You, when you oh, my God. Can you just play Eye of the Tiger? Can you just air guitar Eye of the Tiger? I Maybe. Oh, my God. That's I don't not know. a bad never... idea, really. I'm, I'm never. Everybody knows that. They get the crowd hyped. So what what songs what songs have won in the past? I mean, what are what are some winning songs that people have used? Oh shoot. Um, I mean, really anything that's eighties hair band. Uh-huh. I mean, mm, I'm sure that that's like the a lot of people have done those songs. Okay. Um, but we've had a whole range. Um, I mean, the official song for the U.S. air guitar is we have an official song. Awesome. Freebird. Oh God. Yeah. Well, sure. <laughs> That, so like yeah. we're all required to play it, you know, for every single one of our shows. Um, it's like the usually, entire the entire song, the whole yes, <laughs> incredible. Usually they hours. turn it on <laughs> at the end of the show and they say, "Everybody come on stage and everybody, everybody air guitar to Freebird." Oh, Freebird! that sounds like so much fun. You guys, yeah. I have never been more excited about a local Orlando event. <laughs> I'm so excited about attending. This oh, event. you're. You're, you're a roller derby, folks. You're going to be annoyed. So I mean, why don't you I mean, air guitar, then? I mean... You should compete. No. <laughs> no, no, so, no. We, we humiliate Al, not me. That's true. That's part of the deal here. So, we... I mean, as far as, like, the judging is concerned, you uh-huh. know, you've got the technical aspect, which, you know, is important because, um, you know, you are in an air guitar competition. Sure. Um, I guess a lot of it has to do with, um, you know, if you were up on stage with a guitar... <laughs> poor baby. Um... 
you know, and then they, and then somebody just walked up and removed the guitar out of your hands. Could you still entertain a crowd? Um, you know, which is why when we talk about it comparing to WWE, it's like, you know, technically they've got rehearsed moves and scripts, but they still go out there and they still entertain huge crowds. Right. Even though, you know, you know that they're not supposed to be hurting each other. Right. Um, and, and they're so, also still getting hurt. And so a whole we, lot. we have this kind of element that we call airness, um, which is part of the judging, but is very subjective to the judges. It's airness. You, airness. I love this. Tell me more about airness. It's do you un, kind of combine the elements of entertainment and the technical aspect to kind of turn your air guitar performance into an art form? Okay. All right. Hmm. And so the judges, I guess you could call it an it factor, uh-huh. you know, um, anybody can, you know, be Tom Cruise and dance around their living room, but. <laughs> and I have. Um, Anyone. Of course. Yeah. Oh, no, that's um, not a surprise. You know, but if, if you watch all the Bill and Ted movies and you're really excited about it and you really play, you know, <laughs> air guitar and you want to get up there and really perform, you can always consistently get better as far as uh, being a performer is concerned. Sure. Um, and so. A lot of the people that are very committed to it, you see them have full costumes, full characters, um, nice. you know, full. We we have one really awesome competitor. Her name is Mom Jeans. <laughs> yeah, it is. And yeah, it is. she wears like a shirt with a pullover sweater and Mom Jeans. And she comes out on stage. I was just watching her video yesterday, and I was like, so awesome. She went to the World uh, Championships, which is the ultimate goal, to go to the World uh, Air Guitar Championships. Are the the World Championships held in the same place every... They're always held in Finland. Okay, okay. We'll get to that in one, Finland. S- one second. Holy yeah. Way to go, Finland. <laughs> right? It's not surprising. The Finnish are, are quite the masters of the air guitar. I, apparently. I didn't realize it was such a yeah. national pastime. They are quite the connoisseurs. Yeah. <laughs> so she went She went to Finland and she did a performance. She walked out on stage. She had like her little hot tea. And she, I mean, it was, it's, she really, you know, made it a whole performance, you know, um, because you can do whatever you want before you put your finger in the air for the music to start. So you could get up there and introduce <laughs> your character and, and do kind of a, whatever you feel for that first few seconds, minute, whatever, that though we've seen people do multiple minutes, that maybe, not, as, not as popular. Please don't do a ten-minute intro to your <laughs> sixty seconds of music. Well, there goes my first idea. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk to them a little bit about what the, what the um, song meant to me. I want to tell them about myself. I want to show some pictures of my kids. I don't think Just you're really... allowed to talk though. So you're not allowed to talk. Ooh. Maybe you're allowed to air talk. So the more you commit to it, you know, the judges <laughs> are going to appreciate that. No. So. Yeah. Okay. That's. I'm. I. I but think... Finland. Uh-huh. Um. That's actually where it all got started. Finland has a huge music festival and has had a music festival since the 90s. People come from like all over the world to go to this music festival. And one year they were like, what's something we can do? Let's do a sideshow air guitar competition. This was in 1996. And they said, "Um, that'll just get more people kind of involved. Like, you know, sure. hey, I don't, I'm not some big band playing some, you know, awesome song, but I want to participate, and this is a fun way to participate. And it became so big that um, multiple countries started wanting to be involved. Wow. And by 
2009, I believe, over 20 countries were coming. Wow. And sending <laughs> representatives. So 2003 is when the U.S. got involved. Um, and they, every year since 2003, have been sending a U.S. representative, um, like our national, you know, champion. Sure. And, um, and then, you know, second place is allowed to go as well. First place gets all expenses paid. Ooh. Um, so, so I might enter. Back off. Yeah. So ah. if I get first place, I get a free trip to Finland. Not with On the national, like the national. If you model. win, yes, you get a free trip to Finland. Yes. You get to be there for the whole music festival. You get to compete on a stage in front of thousands of people. Looks like I was bringing the heat. Yeah. It, he's way more interested now. I'm, I know. <laughs> I can see that. I mean, I, here's the thing, though. That what I'm missing, though, is talent and dedication. So I'll have to. <laughs> but if I can overcome those hurdles. Now, so how many people do you expect to compete at the Orlando event on the 10th? We're looking at probably about 10 competitors. Okay. okay. That's our... That's you could our... take nine other people. You could take them out. I could physically. Maybe, physically. Not, maybe not mom jeans. <laughs> no, she's not going to be there, right? No. She okay, but then if I... Yeah, you're good. You're yeah, good. we're good. We're and, good. Then, and then how many cities compete? Like, how do you how do you win the national championship? It's simple. Qualifier, semifinals, nationals. Okay. So okay. all the big cities have semifinals. LA, New York, Philadelphia, DC. We don't qualify um, for semifinals. Only because nobody has ever done it down here. A couple of people pitter-pattered with a qualifier in St. Pete for a little while. St. Pete? People... Screw you, St. Pete. <laughs> we... Tell us how you really feel about St. Pete. We have been working if, on this. If St. Pete got a qualifier before Orlando did, I would be pissed. <laughs> We've been working on this since 2013. Mm -hmm. um, we held a little pitter-patter in 2014. <laughs> <laughs> couple of competitors. Okay. Um, and uh, and then I did have to take a break because of some babies. Yeah, baby. Um, Kids ruin everything. <laughs> but I still was Lo working love on love them. interest and, you know, but, you know, we're building this whole Southeastern from scratch. The closest qualifier to here is Nashville, Tennessee. Huh. So, yes, if I do my job, then I will be pulling people from multiple states. And they will make us a, a semifinals because, you know, if I if I can really show them that I can bring those people. Um, and I think that all the potentials here. I mean, we have so many people who do um, everything from cosplay with fantastic characters and costumes. Oh, yeah. To all the performers at Universal and Disney. Um, I mean, we're talking. We have a bit of a geek culture here in Orlando. We There's have a few of us. Just, just a little bit. Just a sous-son. A scotch. It's the hub for WWE. We have people that could literally bring their pro wrestling characters right on stage in air guitar, mm -hmm. which we have. There are people who Ooh, compete. Oh, I can't take those guys. I cannot take those guys. <laughs> <laughs> we Can have you... people who compete that wear like kind of a WWE like unitard. And, uh... That's awesome. <laughs> do, they, do they hit each other with air chairs? <laughs> or no, they would just hit each other with the air guitar, Liz. Let's uh, think about it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Duh. All right. <laughs> So, um, so, so I mean, we're pretty excited about the potential here. All right, um, so, so you guys, you guys have heard it. Fifty individual people, and my wife's permission. Uh, fifty likes. Fifty people saying, yeah, confirmations in some way, shape, or form. Liz will be in charge of it. <laughs> uh, so let us know when, what, what we're doing here. I'm not gonna go home and create multiple alter egos on the internet to like this post multiple times. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. <laughs> I hope the camera got. Owls look right Yeah, that's true. That's a great way. Okay, so that's that's it. So June 10th, when is the last chance to, to, to register? 
day of. Okay, you can walk. You could walk in. You could walk in, but you know, obviously, you wouldn't have music. So, I mean, we'll have a couple of. Can we bring our own? You're supposed to bring your own. Oh, okay. Action. Okay. So the way it works is you go on the Eventbrite, um, and the cool thing is if you Google Orlando Air Guitar, I'm the only thing that pops up. I would. I would assume we're so. The, you know. Right. So it'll pop up the Eventbrite right away. Plus, you know, if you go on any of our, um, you know, our Twitter, which is um, USAG underscore Orlando. Okay. US Air Guitar Orlando. Right. Um, Facebook, you know, same thing. Orlando US Air Guitar. Um, I try to make it real straightforward for people if you go on the event right that's good, that's good. We, we need that it has all of the information you know you do have to be 18 to compete only because you are you do have to register with the national association and because they can't you know the whole events have drinking i don't understand, i don't understand how you do this yeah. sober so i'm good I can't really send a, can't really send a 16 year old over to finland you can free. yeah There's, shouldn't can't can't shouldn't can't, these are words right uh, well. okay no i'm, I'm okay so, so you 10th, register on there right and um once you've registered with the with the national organization, then you can take however much time you want to design your you design the performance. You decide who you want to be, how you want to do it, and you clip sixty seconds of music. Oh, so I don't have to do the whole song? Nope, just sixty seconds. Oh. It's getting better. You can yeah. do maybe yeah, one song. Maybe forty likes, guys. Don't you? There you go. No. Look no, at his eyes. All right, all right. It's still fifty. Listen, I need I need these folks to show up. If I'm gonna go out there and do it, I need <laughs> I need some FGS people to show need up some there. Some support, right? Yeah. Show yeah, yeah. some support. Let's like yeah. Don't just don't just like and it. And they not get to drink up. at Hourglass, and then, yeah, so it's a win-win. There's alcohol. And even better, <laughs> it is a charity benefit. I was just gonna ask. I saw that there was a charity component to it. So perfect. Um, it's it's a something that's very close to us. Both of our older boys spent three to four months in the hospital. The Ronald McDonald House um, here in Central Florida was huge. We were able to stay there um, and you know, be so close wonderful. to our boys. And the owner, co-founder of Hourglass has also spent a couple of weeks at the Ronald McDonald House. They also helped him. So it's a big cause for all of us. That's great. Um, so there's no um, like ticket fee, admission fee at all. Mm -hmm. um, it's free to come in. We just ask that you, you know, maybe donate something to the Ron McDonald House. Sure. You know, as part of the event. So. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. Great. So um, yeah, you gotta register. Clip sixty seconds. You can do a, you can do a medley if you want. You could go from one song. Oh, to the next you don't even have to, to the do the same song. song. A medley. I'm actually, I love medley. Real creative with it. Can I tell you right now? My the, the current my, my first thought when I when I was, as I was thinking about this is uh, actually the I want to pull Johnny B. Good from Back to the Future. <laughs> Oh, right. I mm -hmm, want the, but mm -hmm, I want that mm -hmm. Johnny Be Good. I want that version right here to see if we can do that. Uh, Cairo's getting tired of this. Uh, oh, okay, so, that's, <laughs> so there it is. So June 10th, Hourglass Brewery. We'll be discussing this again and reminding you folks next week about it. But, uh, yeah, we get, to, we get to 50 individuals, and I get my wife's permission, and uh, we'll go do that. I say my wife's permission. I don't think my wife sounds like she's <laughs> – it's mostly me going home and go, honey, did we have anything already scheduled for June 10th? That's really the – There you go. There she, you she's going to say something like, no, idiot. You remember you said yeah, and then we'll have to deal with that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so we'll be – I'm, I'm hoping the folks – we hope to see you guys there regardless. I know Liz is there. You're there, period. Oh, I'm there. Okay. So oh, we, I'm so in, into this. It's not even funny. Yeah, F, FGS is rolling, is rolling out. We're, we're rolling doing – Rolling deep. Rolling deep. The thing haven't even doing our thing. mentioned yeah. yet is our sponsor. Morta Manor is a two-story Victorian manor down in Old Town between Celebration and Kissimmee, and they are paying for our winner to go to New York City for semifinals. Nice. And, see, you can... and a trip to New York. <laughs> oh, see, and a going. trip to New York. We get 50 people. I'm winning this thing. And I'm, guys, I'm not going to win this <laughs> thing. <laughs> not I'm... with that attitude. <laughs> 
get to go to New York by yourself. Exactly. Get to hang you out. You think that my wife will be the one who shows up? Yeah. Too. She's going to come, like, crush right. everyone. Like, screw your likes. Oh I'm going to Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's going to call Way your to start wife some tension in the household. Say, Jen, Jen, don't. I want to. No. Don't do it. Do it. She goes to New York and I get the kids for the weekend. Great. <laughs> and even better, Mortem Manor is sending us a zombie air guitarist to help co host the show what? with my husband, Hennessy Williams. A zombie air guitarist? Yes. So this is a zombie who plays <laughs> air guitar? He can't really win so, me. You guys. It'll so be interesting. All, um, all I, kinds of fun surprises. That... are going to be happening in this show because we've really committed to it. We're going to be doing a full show for everyone. This is amazing. I'm yes. 100% in. This is this is it. All right, folks. So again, <laughs> once again, June 10th, Hourglass Brewery, uh, air guitar qualifiers here in the city beautiful. Let's go ahead and get up to semifinals, okay? I expect us to be FGS listeners. I expect you guys to help out. Let's get up to uh, semifinals by next year. And then maybe we can do a show from New York. Live from New York. Live it's, from New York. It's, it's for Geeks. I'll, I'll, playing air guitar. Uh, <laughs> there you go. We're going to yeah. we're gonna have, to, we're gonna have to sexy that up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, Solid start, though. There's yeah. no bad ideas in brainstorming. <laughs> Is that true, though? Is that really? Is Can- that really Kangaroos true? on the moon? I don't think that's true. Lunaroos. 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 Okay. Let's move on to our B-roll here. June 10th. I'm very excited. So this is – okay. So let me tell you what happened. What happened was we got a fan film here. Um, and we've, that uh, the story reminded me. If you guys uh, have been listening for a while, you might have heard us mention uh, the Star Trek uh, Azanar, A X A N A R A A X A N A R. It was a Star Trek fan film that uh, was on went on uh, Kickstarter, I think it was, and raised like a million dollars. And so they did the whole thing. And uh, it turns out they don't actually own any of the rights to any of the stuff. And so there was a big court battle. We had uh, uh, our senior legal correspondent T. Bradford Petrino on. And he was talking us nice. through this. And eventually what happened with that Star Trek film was J.J. Abrams weighed in and was and, and told the studio, like, hey, it's a fan film. Calm the hell down. <laughs> and, and so they were able to go through. And I actually – I forgot to check to see whether or not they, they finished production yet or not. Um, so that we, – we talked about that one. That was kind of an interesting little side piece here. But now um, Voldemort, Origins of the Air, is another fan movie that has moved forward. And this time they somehow got WB approval. Warner Brothers, of course, owns all the film rights to this. They've got this trailer, and the trailer looks good. It looks, oh, it looks incredible. Phenomenal. It looks yeah. so legit. And, so the... and all I ever want is more Harry Potter. Just there was an emptiness in my soul when I closed that last book. Yeah, and, 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 I, and I just it, and it I'm hasn't... sorry, Fantastic Beasts did not fill it. No. no, no, it did not. No, I liked I mean, it. Wasn't bad, but... Yeah, like it wasn't. It was well, like it, it just it felt so disconnected from the rest of the series. Yeah, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't what we've grown accustomed to when we think about the wizarding world and sort of that all-encompassing feeling that you get, like you're like right. you're coming yeah. home. I, I, yeah. You just don't feel that way during Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, I think they Beasts. say the word Hogwarts once in the movie. You know, right. and, and I and I liked their setting and I liked what they were trying to do with it, but Eddie Redmayne just did not catch me. What? I, I don't know. <gasps> I love everything. I'm that getting Eddie dirty Redmayne looks does. from people all over the place. <laughs> no, there's no dirty just... looks. There's no dirty looks. Oh no, no. Her name is Elizabeth. Was giving me dirty looks. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, uh, but this this one, so the premise here is to tell the story of Voldemort between the time that he disappears uh, to the time that he reappears. Uh, as, so he, he's still Tom Riddle when he uh, he's working at Borgen and Burks because of course he is. Right. And then um, Borgen and Burks, by the way, being like the 
I don't know why they do this in Harry Potter, but like all of the evil stuff is sold at Borgen and Burks. <laughs> like they put all of the bad people over in Slytherin, and nobody ever thinks, you know, we should check Slytherin. Like, yeah, maybe we should like. Can we talk you know. to the Sorting Hat about putting all the evil people together in one <laughs> spot? Can we maybe restructure that a little bit? Maybe they wouldn't all go evil if they had some, you know, other better influences. positive influences. Better Seriously. positive influences. I'm just saying. better guidance. I'm just saying. Uh, well, I mean, because I just I'm having a hard time imagining a supervillain coming out of Hufflepuff. You know, like listen, Al, wands don't kill people; wizards kill people. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so uh, he's working at Borgen and Burks. You actually find Borgen and Burks, by the way, at Universal's uh, uh, Harry Potter World. Yeah, Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Diagon over, Alley. Yeah, we're Diagon Alley. They actually have Borgen mm-hmm. and Burks over there. You have to like walk down the little side street. It's amazing. I love it. Um, and so he he quits, and then he shows up later as you know, full fledged as Voldemort, uh, which I think is his air guitar persona. Yes. And, <laughs> well, uh, he was air guitaring solid. so air guitaring so hard that he actually sliced his own nose off. So. Right off, right <laughs> off. Just boom. That was the sharpest air pick ever, <laughs> and just took the whole thing out. Um. So anyway, so that's that's the storyline here, and it's compelling, and it looks really interesting. And and there's a little bit of the house politics that looks like they're they're bringing in here. The special effects look pretty damn good. I mean, it looks TV good at the very least. Um, overall, I'm pretty interested here. You guys, you guys are all feeling this. Oh, me, absolutely. Right? Well, and, I, yeah. and Emily, yeah, Emily's our big Harry Potter nerd, so it's true. It's me. <laughs> so one of the greatest things about this is that we actually will be able to see supposedly the the idea. I guess is that we get to see Voldemort make his Horcruxes. Which is super cool because huh. the lady in the uh, trailer that dies, she owned the um, a goblet of right. like that's why she dies because it's him making the well right. right so it was actually like the house elf got blamed for it right her house elf got blamed for it but she owned um, Salzar Slytherin's locket and then Rowena Ravenclaw's uh, like goblet and those were two of Voldemort's Horcruxes. And so he blamed the house elf, but really we know from reading the stories right. that, that he killed her. Right, that he killed her. Um, and so I think that that is incredible. I'm very excited to know like the like an actual darker side of this whole like pristine sort of Harry Potter world, you know. Here's what I'm wondering though. So to zoom out on this one, because this is this looks this looks really interesting. We're, mm-hmm. we're down. I'm wondering. Does this mean that these things are becoming the new expanded universe? And here's what I mean by that. Um, on the Star Wars side, before Disney bought uh, Lucasfilm, um, there was – We all know how I feel about what they've done with the Star Wars EU, the, which is disregarded. They Well, they had this big, huge – this big, huge – and these were all canon. So you had a bunch of characters that were canon, Star Wars canon, or at least – well more or less Star Wars canon for a very long time. I mean, no, 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 no. That's the whole thing is that they deemed it not canon. It was all, it was they right, deemed no. it... when they did, right, when they changed it. Yeah. But before, prior to Disney, for all of those 35 years of, of, of Star Wars that they were making these novels, those were all canon. And then when Disney bought it, these all become what we're now referring to as the, what's the term for them now? Oh, they're not, it's they, uh, legends. Legends is the term yeah. for all of these books now. And Disney has said flat out that they'll borrow from those where it fits. And I get why Disney did that. I mean, it makes it makes sense. It's a lot of stuff to have to carry through. Yeah, and it, um, it, it's and they're not making they bad movies. They made it movies. accessible to every every audience member, and I and I respect that. But but what I'm wondering here is if we look at what, what, what we're now referred to as Star Wars Legends, is that what these new films are going to start being? 
Are we going to start seeing a bunch of, I mean, is this going to be the new way to do proper fanfic? You know, like yeah. people write fanfic and post it all over the place, hundreds of mediums, all that stuff. And some of it's good and some of it's not. <laughs> but, I mean, to get to the point where you can get this kind of production quality, you've got to have something decent going on. Um, you've got to have it m- moving around a little bit. So what I'm wondering here is, is that what we're moving towards? Yeah. I think that would be amazing. I, I mean, think about how much exposure it gets for for amateur filmmakers and amateur storytellers. Absolutely. And, and you know, and it's it's it it reaches more people than than fan fiction than you know written fan fiction right. does. Right. Well, and and now I think it's just such a great time to be artistic and to be this sort of filmmaker because now you can do things like crowdsourcing and Kickstarter and and crowdfunding and those types of things, and you right. can get your vision out there yeah. right exactly which is exactly. incredible which is you know what a time to be alive right. and be an artist or a filmmaker or an actor or whomever well and i think that um i think that the the other idea here along with it comes back to this really core idea as to who owns these stories legally it's very clear who owns these stories brad was very <laughs> clear about that yeah. uh they belong to whoever has signed the contract and that's it but in a way you know you i understand legally that warner brothers might own the film rights to all harry potter stuff but these things at a certain point are no longer purely belonging to whoever's on the contract. I think we as a fandom, as a, as a base of people, start to take a certain amount of ownership of them. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of these fan films really kind of show, you know? like Sure. And, and I really think that the same thing is going to apply across all media, right? You've got TV providers now, cable providers that are doing, you know – buy your channels a la carte and you've got you know this Mm. this media all of this becoming so much more accessible and becoming so much more okay well what do you want okay well what do you want what do you want and being able to sort of get your things part and parcel you know get everything together and so i think making these fan fiction films that are just i mean they're mind-blowing it looks so much it it fills the hole that i think fantastic beasts left behind (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean really the potential's always been there. I mean, it's somebody created a story and then people became fans of it because they appreciated, you know, that that original author, that original whoever came up with the story. But then these studios take take it and they make money off of it. Mm-hmm. But it should always be the fans anyway. I mean, this is an interesting example, I suppose, but Doritos, they understood that r- regular people can be filmmakers too. I mean, they let the, them do a contest, do the Super Bowl, you know, commercials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. And yeah. save tons of money in the in the meantime because yeah. these people are dishing out. I mean, I have friends that have worked on Doritos Super mm-hmm. Bowl commercials. Yeah, yeah. And, I, I mean, I did film out in L.A. for a little while. And, um, you know, it's – the average person isn't any less capable of making a phenomenal film. You just have to have the equipment to do it. Well, right? and that's one of the amazing things here is because what we what we're finding now is the technology to get this up and running has been dropping and dropping sure, and yeah. dropping. I mean, the I mean, just the the what we have set up now. We we set up here a, a pretty professional studio, all told. And I mean, all of our equipment together for the audio and the video podcast, everything not counting the laptop itself. Which I mean, we we did have to go get a decent laptop on it. Yeah. But um, the rest of it together was I mean, we we probably were sitting with here with less than a thousand dollars of equipment, just all told. Yeah. You know. Which is phenomenal. Well, and, I mean, yeah. and think lights, about cables, lights, cameras, the whole thing. Think uh, about the resources that are available, even in the Orlando Library, the um the media oh, center all that kind in of, the Orlando they've got Library. Photoshop. They've got oh, God, like they, the yeah. Adobe Suites. It's incredible. You Absolutely. can rent. You can rent film equipment. You can mm-hmm. rent 
you yeah. know, like and studio recording big. equipment. And it, so it's like the yeah. resources are, are becoming available. Oh, Even yeah. if you don't own, you can still you and can college still students these, these. Like, I mean, if I went back to L.A., I could rent and use the equipment for my film school at any point. Yeah. Like alumni can always use that stuff. And they have top of the line updated equipment every year. That's amazing. So, you know, I could I could shoot and edit and everything a film easily on professional equipment without ever having to own that right. equipment myself right yeah and and full sale here in mm-hmm. orlando is the same way i mean those students you know yeah. have full access to things and their uh, alumni work on phenomenal professional stuff all the time it's constantly great. it is fantastic so that's it so and uh, uh it should be noted too i'm afraid to mention this uh voldemort origins of the air is coming out uh, on exclusively on youtube mm-hmm. free video 100%, which I'm guessing is the deal they had to work out with Warner Brothers. It's yeah. a non-for-profit from Triangle Productions. Right. So that that's amazing. I yeah. mean, that Warner Brothers – and props to Warner Brothers for, for, for having it to do that. I would really love to hear what J.K. has to say about all this, but I haven't seen anything from her on it yet. Um, hey, wasn't she supposed to be coming on? J.K. Rowling? Yeah. I was going to have her on next week. Uh, <laughs> but I wonder when it was coming on, so I told her I to actually wait. beat her out for the senior Harry Potter correspondent. So... It was it was embarrassing. It, it there was, was a quiz. It was and... really... she's, she's a big philanthropist, so you just had to find a charity event for her to do. And she oh, actually oh, oh, made what news we, as like, one of the... What if we knew a charity event that was coming up in Orlando sometime? Jeez, I that would be right? weird. I already told her she couldn't be on next week's episode. <laughs> So I have to wait her turn like everybody else. Well, we're having Elon on next week, right? No, Elon. I told Elon too. We're having Forrest on, and Elon and JK <laughs> well, can you both can't just bump. chill. Yeah, you can't bump. You don't bump Forrest. You can't bump Forrest. You don't bump Forrest. Not Forrest. even for Elon. No, especially not for Elon. He gets froggy anyway. He's like he gets more airtime than he really than he deserves. <laughs> anyway, okay. So that's gonna do it. So make sure you check things out. We'll let you guys know when that one drops. And I gotta remember to check out the, when that Star Trek that Star Trek film got out there because it looks really really good. Mm-hmm. Um. Currently, probably doing better than Discovery, Star Trek Discovery, because <laughs> uh, I'm not paying CBS All Access. It's not, not going to happen. All right, so let's uh, let's take it into some shameless plugs. Uh, Liz, you got anything you want to shamelessly plug? Well, we all know that I'm going to go ahead and shamelessly plug Orlando Roller Derby. We've got a game coming up at Samaron's Gateway on June 18th. It's going to be my team, the Snowbird Bombers versus the Heatwave Hellcats. You guys it's have some be... awesome names. Don't we, though? Yeah. Don't yeah, you do. Yeah, you uh, they're uh, they're they're right now currently uh, trying to make us come up with our our intro. You have to in, in roller derby when your team gets introduced, you're you know you get introduced one by one, and uh, we need to have an intro song. And so since our team is the Snowbird Bombers, I am aggressively pushing for Surfing Bird to be our our <laughs> intro song, and no one's going for it. I don't. I just don't understand why. Do you need why. an air guitarist to help promote <laughs> it? We might, we might need an air guitarist to help promote it. Just... That would make a really compelling presentation. <laughs> actually, when is it? Because my husband, he'll do an air ambition. Actually, air ambition. That's the best word I've ever heard. Off air, we're going to have to talk, because we are always looking for a good halftime show. Yeah, so. and he's a stand-up comic. Oh Whoa. my god! This guy, this guy does the whole, does it all, man. He's pretty sad that he couldn't be here. Aww. I'm pretty sad he couldn't be here too. But you yeah. made, would you have made him hold Cairo? <laughs> no, I would have held Cairo. Yeah? No. Uh, <laughs> Emily, do you have anything you just shamelessly plug? Uh, well, always uh, check out Epic Events. Uh, I'm there. <laughs> Epic, Relance, Epic Events Orlando. Good. Wait, oh, that's so <laughs> sweet of you. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, producer Dan's not here. He let me sit in his chair. He let me play with his board. Uh, so be sure to. <laughs> find him uh epic events orlando uh and as for me i uh i don't really do much <laughs> so but thank you uh yeah so Appreciate which is coming on running the board here why well, I, I was very free 
today. <laughs> As always. Rachel, you got anything you want to shamelessly plug? Well, I mean, I already kind of shamelessly plugged my husband. It's kind of like 30 minutes um, up, yeah. <laughs> but I also am putting together swag bags for my competitors. Um, free alcohol is already in the bag. Um, it just got down to 25 <laughs> likes. It's better and better. We need right. like three likes in Elton. And 45. So, I will go down to 45, 45 likes. 45 likes. You heard 45. it here. 45. You heard it here. Only because Elton. there's alcohol if, involved. Um, if anybody <laughs> wants to add to my swag bag for my competitors, I would love to make it better. So if any like local you know, businesses want to, you know, throw some coupons or free stuff in there that I can give, give me a free burrito. Hey, let's go. All right. Some free chocolate. And where, so, and, and where can they reach you guys at? They can reach me at the Facebook or the Twitter. It okay. goes straight to me or the email, which is usagorlando at gmail.com. Got it. You heard it. Awesome. You heard it. Did I, I'm, uh, for my shameless plug, um, did we talk, did I mention Archer last week? I was trying to remember if I remember. You did not. Okay. Archer Dreamland, new current season of Archer. You did. So good. So good. <laughs> did you? So good. Did we just talk about this? I don't know. I don't care. I'm going to say it again. Just say it again. Talk about it again. Holy crap. The last season before this was not so good. It kind of lost me, but this season has this is, just renewed anything that I could ever hope for. This has been my favorite season of Archer ever. Hands down. Uh, they're doing really interesting things with the, with the characters, really interesting with the story, just the whole thing. I love noir. As a genre, anyway, yeah, yeah. so that definitely. You know, <laughs> Brick's one of my favorite movies. Uh, but it's it was it was absolutely phenomenal, and I'm loving every single second of it. So Archer Dreamland, if you've been looking over on FXX, check it out. Um, let's see what else did I have here. Uh, oh, the marketplace in Altamont, in the Altamont Mall, uh, was in there randomly, and uh, they've got like a chainmail store in there. Like you can like, like make like your armor? own chainmail. Yeah, like like. Not just armor, because they have little necklaces and cosplay is Sounds big here. like you need a chainmail costume for your air guitar. For air guitar, chainmail is heavy as hell. King Arthur, King uh, Arthur, King Arthur. air guitar. Alpha, no, <laughs> we're gonna, we'll work on this. They're not, uh, they're not all winners. But there was, they were, they had a lot of really cool stuff going. And that wasn't just it. They actually has a little marketplace there. So there's these folks that did some of the most gorgeous handmade leather bags, uh, like laptop bags, and just, I mean, just really amazing looking <laughs> stuff. They had a really bunch of uh, uh, salsas and crystals and just, I mean, everything, just salsa, yeah, salsa, crystals, leather, salsa? and chainmail, all in one little store right there on the Summit Mall. Uh, I don't care. That's amazing. I'm 100% down for all of that. <laughs> I wanted to walk out of there with all of those things, except the crystals. I don't know what to do with crystals. You're like, <laughs> supposed to help your aura and Yeah, your chi you like put them stuff. on your third eye and yeah, stuff. I, well, the yeah. problem is every time I pick up a crystal, it immediately turns black and crumbles in my hand. <laughs> so, uh, and that includes by the crystal burgers, not just the actual <laughs> rocks, but like all just cr- turns to black and crumbles. Yeah, but that sounds more like a crystal issue that, than it does a. Mm, after the fourth crystal, I'm pretty sure. Geo issues. <laughs> there's a common denominator uh, here. There's a there's a problem with my with my chi is all I'm trying to say. Uh, I think it's gonna do it. Do I? Is, oh, uh, can you can you tell them where to find us? You can find us on Twitter at the number four Geek Sake. That's two S's on Facebook uh-huh. uh, under for Geek Sake at our website forgeeksake.org. and on Instagram our handle is at fgs for Geek Sake because somebody took at for Geek Sake. We'll find you. Dot com. They took dot com. They also took dot com. Oh, oh, that was I was too. talking about Instagram. Oh, the Instagram. Sorry, they took our Instagram page. handle too. These more, these more fuckers. These more fuckers. Oh, <laughs> did you look at their pictures? That was... Do we need to? Do we need to now call this episode six FO? No, that was that was F U G G. Very different. Okay, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. If I'd known that, this would have been a whole different show. It's <laughs> uh, awesome. So great job. Uh, so once again, we want to say thank you to Rachel for coming yeah, in on such short notice. Yeah, thank you so much for having uh, us. Uh, thank you to Travis for filling in uh, on the camera stuff. You've done a great job. 
uh, probably. I mean, I can't see it, but I'm sure you did. I want to say thank you to Emily for jumping in for Dan. And a very, very special thank you from the bottom of our hearts once again to her name is Elizabeth, uh, who has taken who's taken poor baby Cairo. She took baby Cairo out of there because baby Cairo was just not he was not having it. Baby Cairo is not a fan of Eric Tar. No, I don't. I think he's. I think it's me. I think our beef is getting worse. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's I'm really not, just getting to him. All I'm saying is he was threatening me. Like the looks he was giving me were. I'm a little. I'm gonna make you guys leave first. I'm not leaving until he's in the car. I'm not, I'm not doing it. Uh, so that's going to do it for us. Once again, I want to say thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Make sure you like and subscribe. Check us out on iTunes. Give us an iTunes review because apparently that's a thing that we need. We really need we need those things. So iTunes yes. reviews and check those out and stuff. Just like uh, it so Al competes <laughs> in the Eric Tarr Cup. And then yeah, awesome. 45. 45 will be the magic number. 45. We'll do it. All right. So that's going to do it for us. Until next time, this is Al Sterling saying, if I leave here tomorrow, will you still remember me? 